Military murder is an independent project and is not endorsed by the Department of Defense or any military component. The views expressed are those of the host. The content of this podcast is not meant to be legal or medical advice. Warning, this episode contains graphic details of murder and is not suitable for young listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, True Crime Army. I am your host, Margot, and this is Military Murder, a show where I focus on crimes committed by military members and veterans. But don't worry, you don't have to know anything about the military to listen, I promise. You just have to be a true crime enthusiast, and if that's you, welcome home. Today's case is one that you might find me covering in brief snippets either on TikTok or on Instagram, but after really digging and getting into the arrest affidavit and other records, I felt it most appropriate for my biggest fans, specifically because this case has had huge implications for the entire Air Force at least, if not the entire military. All right, I'm talking about Jack Teixeira, the little twerp out of the Massachusetts Air National Guard who was actively releasing top secret documents that he did not even have a need to know about, allegedly. As soon as Jack was arrested, anyone who was actively serving Well, we all got emails about renewing our security training, even if we had just done it. We had to review training and agree all over again. Now, if you're in the Air Force, not sure how other branches do it, but you might recall this voice. Hi, I'm Tina. I heard that the base is moving to teleworking. I saw you took a photo of the new reduced manning schedule. Can you post that to FaceSpace and tag me? A coworker has asked you to post sensitive information to a public social media platform. What would you like to do? Yep, it's Tina from Security Training. Oh my gosh. She is literally the bane of my existence, and honestly, doing that yearly training seems so tedious. But today's case is exactly why we have to do the training, because some idiot in Intel thinks it's cute to release documents. Before I begin, my typical disclaimer. Today's case is still an active case, and Jack Teixeira is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Join me today as I tell you the status of the currently active Jack Teixeira federal court case. Now, let's dig in. The Times Magazine wrote an article when today's case broke, like the same day that it broke. And honestly, it reads like a novel. Here is the opening credit. Quote, moments before his arrest by armed FBI agents on Thursday, A helicopter from a local news station caught footage of 21-year-old Jack Teixeira reading a book on the sun's flashback porch of his house in North Dighton, Massachusetts. In his front yard, meanwhile, FBI agents in camouflage tactical gear were climbing out of an armed vehicle, tightening the straps of their bulletproof vest and gripping long guns. The dramatic scene played out in a sleepy Riverside exurb underscored the peculiarity of a case that exposed military documents, complicated relations with U.S. allies, and triggered national embarrassment, end quote. So what do you think? Does that read like a novel? Jack Teixeira is a 21-year-old from Dighton, Massachusetts, which is south of Boston. Jack's mom is a florist and his stepdad is an Air Force retiree. Which is probably why Jack, who always had his sights set on joining the military, decided to enlist in the Massachusetts Air National Guard, where he was stationed at Otis Air National Guard Base in Cape Cod, and he was working as a cyber defense operations journeyman. Jack's friends remembered that growing up, Jack was obsessed with all things military, 
He wanted to serve his country, but he was especially gung-ho about war history and weapons. In middle school, Jack was bullied, so he often kept his head down. Jack enlisted in the Air National Guard back in September of 2019, when he was still in high school. But in the spring of 2020, when the world was shut down due to COVID-19, Jack was forced to stay home and attend school virtually. And it was during this time, early 2020, when Jack got really into online networking. His favorite or one of his favorite online hangouts was a social media platform called Discord. Now, if you're one of my patrons, you've heard me discuss Discord and wanting to start like a chat thingy there, but it seems really intimidating. But listen, the people who use Discord tend to love it there. One of the groups that Jack eventually joined on Discord was called the Thug Shaker Central. As reported by the AP News, one of the members of this community said the focus of the group was discussing guns and sharing memes and jokes. Since the pandemic, however, discussions had turned to Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. The Washington Post later reported that the name Thug Shaker Central was a racist illusion. Jack's screen name on the platform was The OG. And after Jack joined the military, one of the members of the Discord channel said that Jack became disillusioned with the military and often discussed regretting his decision to join. Well, this is where Jack found himself in early 2023, still in the guard, still in the Discord chat room, and apparently, allegedly, sharing reams of highly classified documents that got him arrested, and now he is currently facing decades of years behind bars. The public did not know who or what Jack Teixeira did, until his very public arrest in April of 2023. When I first heard about Jack, I assumed he was just some punk-ass kid trying to be cool. And while I still think that, I have come to the realization that this kid could have really done some damage to national security. My main source for the following information are public court documents filed with the U.S. District Court of Massachusetts. The criminal complaint states that Jack has been charged with two violations. One is a violation of the Espionage Act, found at 18 U.S.C. 793 BND, which states unauthorized retention and transmission of national defense information. He's also been charged with violation of 18 U.S.C. 1924, which is the unauthorized removal and retention of classified documents or material. The probable cause affidavit is kind of vague. It's eight pages long, but the first pages read like security training, explaining the different security levels, top secret, secret, confidential. The meaty part of the affidavit, which is not meaty at all, states that Jack published many documents online with the marking top secret and that those specific documents depict, quote, government information that was used to inform senior military and civilian government officials during briefings at the Pentagon in Arlington, Virginia, end quote. While the write-up says that they had been investigating this kid for a while, they mentioned April 10th, 2023 as an important date. That was when they were able to interview an online persona who interacted frequently with Jack. This person, simply called User1 in the document, revealed that Jack had been posting what appeared to be classified information since December. It appears that Jack had created his own chat room where the topic of discussion was geopolitical affairs and current and historical wars. User1 indicated that when Jack began his shenanigans, he was simply typing things out. But then, in January of 2023, Jack began to actually take pictures of the classified documents and he would post the entire document on the platform. One document that really stuck out to user one was sensitive intel regarding the Ukraine-Russian conflict, 
but specifically involved troop movement and specific dates. User 1 and Jack were communicating via video chat and messenger, and at one point, Jack shared that he was afraid that the military was catching on, that he was taking notes from top-secret documents. So instead, Jack was taking the documents to his house and making whole-ass copies of them. And of course, as you know that when you're online, you can become whoever the flip you want to be. But Jack was not really hiding his identity, as user one was able to learn from the OG that his real name was Jack and he was in the Massachusetts Air National Guard. By then, user one had given plenty of information to the feds. And on April 12th, I believe that Discord had provided documents to the FBI regarding Jack. From those documents, the FBI learned that the person running the server was Jack, and the billing name associated with Jack was Jack Teixeira. The billing address matched the U.S. Air National Guard employment paperwork that Jack filled out. Bingo! And with that, on April 13th, Jack Teixeira was arrested very publicly. You can see him sitting in the back of like an armed truck. He's wearing handcuffs behind him with red basketball shorts and just looking defeated. The affidavit goes on to say that Jack actually used his access code to access restricted documents and the government had evidence of those logs. And not only this, but a week before Jack was arrested, he went to the classified files and no kidding searched the word leak. The investigators believe that Jack was trying to figure out if the leaker had been identified almost as if he had a sixth sense that they were onto him. The affidavit is pretty vague, as I stated earlier. But then, on April 26, the government filed a motion requesting that Jack remain in jail pending trial. And this affidavit is where we get the real meat to this story. The government contends that Jack should remain behind bars because he is a flight risk. He's 21 years old and facing upwards of 25 years in prison. The government says the evidence against Jack is mounting, which leads me to believe there is so much more to this story. They believe that if Jack is released from jail pending his trial, he might have more intel that a hostile nation might be willing to pay for. Heck, they might even offer to harbor Jack as a fugitive of the law if he goes on the run. The prosecutor also cites to Jack's manipulation and how he had taken obstructive measures to keep from getting caught, such as telling his online buddies to delete everything. And he also told them if they come asking questions for them to keep their mouths shut and wait for it. When Jack was arrested, of course, they did a sweep of his house and the dumpster. And wouldn't you know it, in the dumpster, they found a treasure trove of Jack's items. They found a tablet, a laptop and an Xbox gaming console all smashed to pieces. I wonder why anyone would do that to those high ticket items, hmm? Also in the dumpster was an iPhone box. And it turns out that two days before his arrest, Jack told people he got a new phone because his blew out the window and was smashed. And he also told them he got a new email address. The final reason that the government thinks he needs to stay behind bars is that they don't know what Jack has memorized from the documents he has already seen. Jack allegedly could cause grave danger if more information gets out. But wait, Jack appears to always have been a little troublemaker. Hi, everyone. For anyone who follows me on Instagram, I recently posted a picture of me with my kiddos at Disney in front of the Disney castle. But I posted it because my shoulders were looking on fire, defined, toned, and overall just pleasant to look at. 
So many of you asked me in my DMs for my secret. And of course, my secret is 4 a.m. workouts. But I get the oomph to wake up at 4 a.m. and work out from my pre-workout drink called Energy Explosion. My pre-workout powder was created by world-renowned fitness guru Natalia Melofit. I have been following Natalia for many years now. And in fact, after my second C-section, I hired her as my fitness trainer. And she also helped me postpartum with my third C-section as well. So when she came out with a pre-workout supplement that didn't cause any of the jitters and the crashing, I knew I needed to try it. Energy Explosion helps with energy, and it keeps me going all through the morning hours. Because I take it first thing in the morning, which is when I choose to work out, I no longer require that morning cup of joe. This pre-workout has nootropic ingredients, which significantly help me personally with mental clarity and focus. Which, listen, when you're juggling what feels like hundreds of tasks a day, it truly does help. And guess what? My listeners are getting 15% off your order. What? Yes, please. If you're ready to get the pump without the jitters, visit mbodysup.com and enter my code MAMAMARGO at checkout for 15% off your order. That's M as in Mike, body, sup as in Sierra, uniform, papa, papa, dot com. Add energy explosion to your car and use my code MAMAMARGO, that's M-A-M-A-M-A-R-G-O-T for 15% off. Enjoy. And when you use it, please DM me so we can talk about your workouts. Through a footnote in the filings, I learned that Jack was suspended when he was in high school for making concerning comments about Molotov cocktails and weapons. He was also overheard making racial threats. And by the way, this was when he was a sophomore in high school. Well, in 2018, Jack decided he wanted to go buy a gun. But his application was denied because the police had been contacted about the bomb threat and they were not a fan of approving Jack's gun permit. So Jack was basically told to kick rocks. He applied again in 2019, but again was denied. But when he applied in 2020, he personally wrote a letter saying he was trustworthy, specifically saying, hey, the military has accepted me and given me a position of trust. And because I know you came here for some details, I would love the pleasure to read you this two-page letter that Jack Teixeira wrote, explaining how he had changed and why he should be given an opportunity to own a gun. Here goes. The letter is dated November 15th, 2020. Dear Officer Ferreira, thank you very much for calling me last week and giving me the chance to show you and the chief how I have matured and changed since March 27, 2018, and for allowing me the opportunity to be considered trustworthy. On or about the same day above, I said some things while I was a sophomore in high school that were inappropriate, and unfortunately, I was insensitive to the current events going on at other schools. I lacked some of the social disciplines and the situational awareness needed at that time to make a logical decision on how to express myself verbally. In retrospect, when I was 16 years of age, I never looked at how people reacted to what I said, and I didn't think it would matter or affect my life. I understand now that I couldn't have been more wrong. After two years and eight months since the date above, I am very cognizant of the world around me and know how powerful words can be. I realized after the incident and of course understand now that what I say matters and to weigh my words, knowing how the ripple of the pond effect works. In hindsight, it disturbs me that I made people uncomfortable or even scared because of what I said. 
I now have the situational awareness and social disciplines I lacked in March of 2018, and am very aware of my surroundings when I speak. In 2019, I enlisted in the United States Air Force Air National Guard, working for the 102nd Intelligence Wing as a cyber transport specialist. I have been to basic training and am awaiting my tech school in January 2021, which the break in training was due to the COVID-19 outbreak. In order to go to tech school, I needed an adjudicated top secret clearance with the government, which I have now. The investigation process was extremely thorough, and the events that happened on March 27, 2018 at Dighton High School were discussed. Everything was explained to the investigator about the incident, as well as police reports, school letters, and any or all documents that were submitted to the investigator that were generated from this event. I was very concerned that my decisions that I made at 16 would haunt my future in serving my country in the military, and I'm glad they did not. With wearing the uniform and being a representative ambassador of the United States Air Force, and now having a top secret clearance, I now represent much more than myself and need to watch what I say and do both in public and in private, as it affects more than just myself. I think that I have grown as a person, especially after joining the Air Force Air National Guard and putting on the uniform. I uphold and apply in my personal life as well as my military career the three Air Force core values, integrity first, service before self, and excellence in all we do. The Air Force Air National Guard has given me the tools to be an outstanding airman and an upstanding citizen, and I intend to make full use of these tools so that I can be the best I can possibly be. These tools will be especially useful as I now hold a lot of responsibility to my name. I will be required to show that I can be a responsible and upstanding person in order to maintain and keep my top secret clearance, and that I am to be held responsible for anything that I do or say. I understand the concern to not grant me the responsibility of having a firearms ID in 2018. I hope this letter highlights that I have changed as a person from a 16-year-old in high school to a person with a military career in intelligence slash cyber intelligence and a person that now has the national trust to safeguard classified information. It is my hopes that you will now consider me for my firearms ID. If there is anything further that might need clarification or if there is additional information needed, please reach out to me by phone. Respectfully submitted, Jack D. Teixeira. Oh my God, does this letter just make you want to cringe? I hate that he used the Air Force Corps values and all the military blah, blah, blah to get a firearms ID. And guess what? It freaking worked. Jack got a gun. In fact, he got multiple guns. You see, Jack was a gun enthusiast and he often took to Discord to discuss murder and violence. I know, I know, I talk about murder and violence all the time, but that's not the type of stuff Jack was talking about online. By the way, from November 2022 to April 2023, he sent over 40,000 messages on Discord, but the filings cite to four specific online statements that are concerning. In November of 2022, Jack said that he would kill a ton of people to cull the weak-minded. He was also hopeful that ISIS would go through with their planned attack at the World Cup. In February 2023, Jack talked about creating his very own assassination van. That same month, he asked an online friend for advice on the best type of gun to shoot out of an SUV. 
specifically saying, yeah, trying to figure out best way to shoot up a really crowded urban area. And then in March of 2023, Jack was still on his SUV assassination vehicle rant. And I guess he never learned his lesson about school because he went on a rant about hating school and specifically said, quote, second semester in and I already want to bomb the place, end quote. And of course, when they were investigating this guy, they went back and they discovered that back in July of 2022, Jack used his government computer to Google the following. Ruby Ridge, the Las Vegas shooting, Mandalay Bay, the Buffalo shooting, and Uvalde. Okay, so back to Jack's gun situation. Jack kept his guns secure in a gun case by his bed, and when the feds raided his house, he had handguns, bolt-action rifles, shotguns, a bazooka, an AK-style high-capacity weapon, and a gas mask. He also had ammo, tactical pouches, and a silencer-style accessory. But listen, of course, all of Jack's weapons were seized, but the government did not seize his stepfather's guns. And wait, when they found all the smashed electronics in the dumpster, they also found a military-style helmet with a mounting bracket, for example, something that you would maybe mount a camera to. By the way, Jack appeared to be an attention whore. Because not only is it egregious that he was posting full-on classified documents online, but he would say to his online buddies, hey, let me know what other documents you want me to post on here. This case is crazy because we all know kind of weird people like this at work, right? But I don't think anyone has called Jack weird, although one of his coworkers did say that Jack was quiet but spoke about guns often. His coworker also revealed to an FBI agent that if Jack were to show up to work with a gun, he would probably be the first one that Jack shot. Ugh, WTF. Also, I cannot make this next part up, but attached to the supplemental motion in support of pretrial detention was a group of pictures of what appears to be Jack's house. By the way, he lives with his parents, and that is not said to be a dig, just giving facts. Well, one room is legit decked out with camouflage all over the walls. I'm talking floor to ceiling camouflage. Then there is like brown fuzzy looking hunting material on a big chunk of the wall. There's a large framed picture of a group of military members and then another framed picture of a single military member in full gear, helmet included, laying on his belly in a sniper position. It's definitely an odd picture. A different room shows a shooting target from the range with all the bullet holes. And then in his room, the guns were laid out on a wooden trunk, likely placed there by the investigators. Woof. This case is so weird. And you might be wondering, how does such a young guy turn this way? Well, the Washington Post did a write-up on Jack Teixeira. And it's kind of worse than you think it is because it revealed that Jack was a straight-up racist bigot. I mean, let me sum up the article written by Shane Harris, Samuel Oakford, and Chris Danganpour. That article is titled, Alleged Leaker Fixated on Guns and Envisioned of Race War. Washington Post got their hands on a video of Jack Teixeira that they were able to confirm was a legit video. In this video, Jack is dressed in fatigues, He's holding a semi-automatic rifle. He faces the camera and recites a racist rant. It involves Jewish people, black people, and him, quote, mag dumping, end quote. Then he points a gun at a target and empties the magazine. The Washington Post revealed more classified documents than those revealed to the public, 
and they did their due diligence by interviewing people close to Jack, who, of course, wanted to remain anonymous. Those closest to Jack reveal that he seemed to be preparing for a struggle with perceived adversaries, and Jack's perceived adversaries included Black and Jewish people, political liberals, and the LGBTQ plus community. Apparently, quote, these people, end quote, made Jack's life as an Orthodox Christian and political conservative a living hell. Recently, I covered two unsolved cases, which I am sure caused you to pause and analyze your inner detective. Well, if you want to hone in on that inner detective, then you need to check out June's Journey. June's Journey is a mobile game that you can play anywhere while connected to Wi-Fi. June's Journey takes you through the main character, June's, adventure to uncover family secrets. Her first task is to uncover the mystery of her sister's death. You will be using your keen eye to spot hidden clues in the immersive scenes that take you across the globe. The scene is set in the 1920s, so it's like going back in time. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game, and I love playing while waiting for my kids at the bus stop. It allows me to clear my mind from the tasks of the day and to refocus on my mommy duties. What I love about June's Journey is that not only are you searching for objects, but you can join other players online in a detective club. And then you also get to design this luxurious island estate that is all yours. And if you have friends who play, you can gift each other trees, flowers, and other amazing decorative items. Today, I invite you to escape reality and immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Go ahead, download June's Journey today. Jack professed he was ready to defend the U.S. or at least the set of ideals he thought the U.S. was founded on. The Washington Post further reviewed two videos of Jack firing weapons into his backyard. And they commented, I didn't see the video personally, but the Washington Post commented that the weapon appeared to be altered, specifically altered using illegal auto sear accessories, which apparently make semi-automatic guns fire quicker. One of Jack's online friends said that Jack sure as hell knew he was a racist, as he often referred to himself as racist, and he was proud of being a racist and even used the term race war often. Another one of Jack's online friends made it clear during the interview that Jack's comments on the Discord discussion were not that bad because apparently everyone was doing it. This person didn't believe that Jack was an extremist like a neo-Nazi. More or less, he thought that Jack made it clear that he felt that the government was not doing their job correctly. But also, Jack was upset with gun laws and unisex bathrooms. Jack also confided in this online friend that when he was younger, he seriously wanted to shoot up his school. Woof. This is some scary stuff. I will say, I remember having internal struggles when I was a teen. But for this guy to have been suspended for making comments about shooting up a school and for him to still bring that up in adulthood, all of that coupled with his actions as a treacherous a-hole. Oh, wow. Just wow. Allegedly, right? In addition to all the secret documents that Jack released on the Discord server, he even went as far as live streaming himself as he walked around base and pointed things out to viewers. The thing about Jack and his Discord buddies were that they all bonded during the pandemic when all they did 24-7 was hang out online. So we all remember it was a polarizing time. 
Because Jack spoke so confidently and was a member of the military intel community, even if just for, I don't know, like two days, the people in the group looked up to Jack. They considered him an older brother, and some of the younger kids considered him like a father figure. But these guys, and even young teens, they knew what they were doing was not good. Because as reported by the Washington Post, many of these characters used to wear masks and blur their faces while they were online because they knew darn well that they were being bigots. There apparently was another Discord chat room where Jack was very active. The server was called Avinovsky's Exclusion Zone. Apparently, it was associated with a YouTube who plays a video game called War Thunder. Anyway, with all this, the Washington Post questioned how Jack was able to get a security clearance, especially with that school suspension issue. The Washington Post spoke to an Air Force spokesperson, Ann Stefanik, who said the Air Force is also investigating this case and Jack could face potential charges in the military. But the Air Force is currently working closely with the FBI in the leak investigation. It was one of the Discord members who brought Jack's actions up to authorities. And well, Jack has a lot of supporters, which is shocking, but maybe not really because he's just like this squirrely looking white boy. One of his friend's moms was asked for comment and she simply told the Washington Post, quote, when did serving your country and being a Christian become a bad thing? It appears that others in Jack's positions, let's call them leakers, well, they all appeared to have the motive to be whistleblowers. That does not appear to be the case here. Jack just appeared to be trying to impress his Discord friends. But Jack also didn't appear to just be blowing off steam because let's not forget, he was building an arsenal. He was also making statements that made it more real. And let's not forget about his desire to shoot up a school. Well, for those of you wondering the Bond question, was Jack Teixeira released on Bond? The answer is a big fat no. When the judge heard some of the defendant's arguments in court, he was skeptical. The defense argued that Jack never intended for the information he posted on Discord to be widely disseminated, to which the judge retorted, quote, somebody under the age of 30 has no idea that when they put something on the internet that it could end up anywhere in the world. Seriously? End quote. In mid-May, the judge ruled that Jack will remain in jail until trial. And if you thought this story was over until trial, well, it ain't. In early June, all the news outlets reported that Jack's legal team was growing and not just growing by adding a first or second year associate. No, Michael Backrack. I'm not sure if I said that right, but it's B-A-C-H-R-A-C-H. He's a New York-based defense attorney who has successfully defended a Guantanamo Bay detainee. The detainee's name was Ahmed Kalfan Galani. Galani had been accused of conspiracy and murder in the 1998 terrorist attack of the U.S. embassies in Kenya and Tanzania. Attorney Michael B. also successfully won a full acquittal for his client, William Boyland Jr., a New York State assemblyman accused of political corruption and bribery. Also part of this defense attorney's extensive Rolodex was defending Vincent Bacciano, a former crime boss for the Bonanno crime family. And listen, an attorney like Michael B. would usually cost a defendant a pretty penny. But it appears as if Jack will not have to pay for this big money attorney. 
You see, Jack Teixeira was originally defended by public defender Brendan Kelly. But a week before Michael B. joined the team, Kelly told the judge he needed additional help, quote, because of the complexity and nature of the prosecution, end quote. Kelly requested a taxpayer-funded attorney to join Jack's legal team. And with that, the judge granted the request and Jack will not have to pay a single penny. For those of you who haven't seen a picture of Jack Teixeira, he's like this baby-faced white guy who looks like he's 16. I wonder if part of his defense will be, this was a terrible joke gone wrong. So you might be wondering, who are this little twerp's parents? I mean, maybe you weren't wondering that at all. Sometimes I feel like parents get a bad rap because kids can just be raised right and still turn out to be little assholes. But people online have been asking the question and the New York Post wrote an article about it. Through reporting by Emily Crane from the New York Post, I learned the following. Jack's mom is Don Dufault. His stepfather is Thomas Dufault. Thomas retired from the Air Force in April of 2019 after 34 years of service. It's unclear if Thomas was active duty or guard, but apparently he had also served in the 102nd Intel Wing, and that's where Jack was ultimately assigned. Thomas appears to be into a lot of different things as he has a pilot, mechanic, and real estate licenses. Jack's mom, Dawn, worked for years helping the veteran community, including stints at the Massachusetts Military Heroes Fund and Home for Our Heroes. She even worked for the Massachusetts Department of Veteran Services from 2014 to 2015. In 2017, Dawn began running her floral business out of her home. Dawn was also very proud of Jack's commitment to the military. She was proud of her husband and his son as well. Her husband's lineage in the military runs deep. His son was in the military and so was his father. On June 3, 2021, Dawn took to Facebook and wrote, quote, Jack is on his way home today, tech school complete, ready to start his career in the Air National Guard, end quote. There wasn't much written about Jack's biological father, Jack Michael Teixeira. Dawn has made one verbal statement about Jack where she confirmed he was a guardsman. She said he had recently been working overnight shifts and she confirmed he recently changed his phone number. WCVB reported that Teixeira family is strongly supporting Jack. A written statement from the family read in part, quote, We know there are more questions now than answers and are hopeful that Jack will receive the fair and just treatment to which he is entitled during this investigation. It went on to say, quote, His parents and large extended family are standing together in solidarity and support of Jack Teixeira through this very difficult and confusing ordeal. We are truly grateful for the outpouring of support we have received from family and friends thus far, end quote. And well, again, if you thought this story couldn't get any crazier, hold your butt, because it does. The Air Force ended up suspending the commander of the 102nd Intel Support Squadron where Jack worked, and they suspended the administrative commander, quote, overseeing the support for the unit mobilized under federal orders, end quote. The Air Force is investigating this case, and they also temporarily removed each leader's access to classified systems and information. But that is not all. On May 18th, NBC News reported that the Air Force appeared to have known about Jack's little tendencies. Yup, it turned out he had been caught with his hand in the cookie jar and got a slap on the wrist. According to the prosecutor, six months before Jack's April 13th arrest, 
Jack had been caught taking notes on classified intelligence information. He was then taking these notes and putting them in his pocket. Eventually, Jack was brought into a room and asked by a superior if he intended to share those notes. And then Jack was told to, quote, no longer take notes in any form on classified intel information, end quote. This was documented informally in a memo, so Jack didn't even get in trouble for this incident. Then, a month later, someone wrote another memo saying that Jack failed to obey the instructions he was given a month earlier, quote, potentially ignoring the cease and desist order on deep diving into information when asked very specific questions at an internal briefing, end quote. During this meeting with Jack Teixeira, after he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar, he was told to focus on his job and stop doing deep dives into classified info. And then again, I cannot make this stuff up. Again, in February of 2023, someone saw Jack operating a computer connected to the Pentagon's joint worldwide Intel comm system. And then a third memorandum was written. This memo stated that Jack was, quote, seen viewing content that was not related to his primary duty, end quote, and was instead related to the intelligence field. Oh my word. And we wonder why we can't have nice things. I mean, Jack was a guardsman and I have heard, I'm not judging, but I have heard that the guard community tends to have a lax environment. But personally, what we're talking about right now is not lax. It's lazy and irresponsible. It's actually criminal. His leadership should have done something. A memo was not going to cut it and it clearly didn't. And this explains partially why people were temporarily suspended from their positions pending an investigation. And well, in another twist on the Jack Teixeira case, the Massachusetts U.S. attorney who signed the Jack Teixeira filings, well, she resigned in mid-May after having found to have committed serious misconduct in office, unrelated to Jack's case. Oy vey. Well, listen, everyone, this is all I have for this case. I will provide you all with an update on this case when there has been significant movement. And with that, please be smart and don't try to overthrow the government. Thank you all for your continued support. If you're interested in supporting the show, please consider joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash militarymurder or subscribing to my Apple Premium subscription. I haven't officially revealed this, but I am in the process of getting divorced. It should be final any day now, so as a single mom of three girls, I rely on supporters like you to keep the podcast going. My goal is to one day return to a weekly show, so let's keep our fingers crossed that I can get to that point in the near future. My sources for today's case included the official filings by the U.S. District in Massachusetts, It also included articles in Boston.com, The Washington Post, NBC News, Boston 25 News, WPRI, Time Magazine, The New York Post, and WCVB. Military Murder is a Mama Margot production produced by all my boot camp and higher fan club members. The theme music was created by TyOps. Until next time, remember, you never really know what someone is capable of, so remain vigilant always. You have a fabulous week and I'll keep digging to bring you another military murder story next time.
I was working on her podcast. I don't want to.